My name is Ed Akira, and I'm the producer of a short film documentary, a film called Blacks Can Swim. The aim of the film is to understand why a disproportionate amount of black people and ethnic minorities can't and don't swim. On my journey to find the truth, I have the pleasure of speaking with a prominent DJ. She has traveled the world on the wheels of steel, DJ soul across 30 plus countries and in five continents, and only female DJ ever nominated for mobile awards. DJ Sarah Love, welcome to In the Deep End with Ed Akira. Hey, thank you for having me. <laughs> glad to have you, glad to have you on board. So, can you swim? Yes, I can swim. I'm a passionate swimmer. I love swimming. Okay, that's great. So, so tell us about, do you, I'm sure you've got a story. I mean, when did you learn how to swim and how did it come about? Well, I remember like as a little kid before I could swim, um, I remember my dad like treading water in the deep end of the pool and jumping to him and him catching me in the deep end of the, the pool and that being quite fun. And then I remember um, he used to always take me and my sisters uh, to the um, swimming pool. I guess this was pre, like, strict health and safety rules times and um, just drop us off at the pool and then we'd call him uh, when we were ready to be picked up and uh, then um, doing, like, my swimming, uh, getting my swimming ribbons at, at school, so getting your, your green ribbon, the blue um and and the red and everything and um yeah so i guess i've kind of been swimming my whole life really so um definitely i think but you know before i left primary school i could swim so so it seems like um swimming was definitely a big part of your family it's, it's... yeah definitely i mean my father is was a is an athlete and so he knew the benefits of physical exercise and so he was always keen to encourage us to do as much physical exercise whether that was cycling running you know sports day activities um and swimming as, as possible but um you know and also it's just a fun thing to do and it's just a good way to occupy kids isn't it swimming. Yeah, so um but yeah it's something that i think is um there's just so many benefits to, to, to swimming and i just think it's such a shame that people um don't necessarily have the opportunity to um, to to swim, but I admire you learning to swim as an adult because I can imagine how it's quite um, uh, daunting if you can't swim, taking yourself to a swimming pool as a, a grown ass man sort of thing, and uh, <laughs> you know learning to uh, swim from scratch. Oh, oh, definitely. Daunting, daunting is definitely the word. It's it's getting better now, but um, it was it was a very scary experience. And um, right now, what we're doing is me trying to float on my back, and that's the scariest. I'm okay in my front. I can do it on my front, but on my back, it's like you well, know, he goes trust the water and trust me, you'll be okay. That's I just think it's brilliant that you're doing this because there's lots of people, adults as well. Um, out there who want to swim and they want to learn to swim but they haven't taken that leap of faith you know and it is it is true you just um uh put your trust and then i think a good technique with learning to swim like different strokes or just learning to swim um, from scratch is if you just fill your lungs with air you know just like the physics of being in the water means that you're unlikely that you're gonna um sink so you're combining that with like actually using your muscles and your body to propel yourself and stuff too. So you're pretty safe. You're 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 safe, especially if you've got the the 
an instructor with you as well. Like, I, it's a very slim chance of any harm coming to you. That, that, yeah, you feel you feel me with so much confidence, mm, and I'm sure. Um, good. And, and, Kit, stick with it. That's yeah. brilliant what you're doing. I'm well impressed. <laughs> Thank you very much. Very very much. Thank you. I really really appreciate that. A question for you. So, do you see a difference in attitude in swimming between your black and ethnic friends and your white friends? Definitely. In Britain, definitely. Because now at the intro, you uh, mentioned uh, black and ethnic minorities. I think it depends on what part of the world you're in. But in Britain, in um, Western countries, like for sure, like that's a common uh you know, uh, line you hear, black people don't swim, <laughs> yeah. and um, and it's it's a shame, and it's it's um, I think um, yeah, I don't um, well, I, I, I can I I have my theories as to why <laughs> lots of uh, so some people get put off learning to swim. Um, yes, I want to hear some of these theories. Well, I think black women, a lot of black women don't swim because they don't want. The, um, to their head to get that, wet. That's right. Yeah, I'll be hearing. I'll be hearing lots and lots of that. But nowadays we have all these um, swim scarf and my waterproof scarf and other kind of things. Scarves that keep the chlorine and the water out of your hair. So can that be used as a reason in, in, in this current day and age? I don't know. Okay, I have dreadlocks that go down to my hips. And if, um, you know, I'm someone in the last uh, recent weeks, I haven't um, uh, been swimming as regularly as I do, but I swim every day. I'll swim a mile every day. And so I can't be getting my hair wet every day, you know, because then I can't have chlorine or chemicals in my hair. I mean, I try and go to a swimming pool that's chlorine-free, but... Um, I can't be getting my hair wet every day because for me then I have to wash my hair. Yeah. Washing my hair, that's a, a whole day ordeal sort of yeah. thing. <laughs> so I had to learn when I started locks in my hair, I um, couldn't swim with my head above the water. But, you know, I was like, well, I'm not going to give up swimming. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn how to swim with my head above the water. And so, um, you know, up until that point, my, the main stroke that I did was um, front crawl. And so um, I learned, I taught myself how to swim my um, head above the water do, um, doing breaststroke and that's how I swim all the, all the time now. And so um, because the, it would just be completely impractical for me to be getting my hair wet, washing my hair, hoping for my hair to dry, you know, I can't be going to bed with my locks wet. Yeah. And so um, it was just a matter of learning to swim with my head above the water. But so even with these with this, these scarves, these waterproof scarves, I mean that would keep your hair dry, wouldn't it? Even if you went under. I've not tried them. I mean, I think it would just take you for for your hair to be completely dry. I mean, you'd need to be a complete watertight seal sort of thing. So I think that's quite a big ask of uh, some of these um, devices. Like I'm sure it's entirely possible. Like I said, I've not tried them, but mm. I mean. I'm someone like I'm just such a water baby like I can spend the entire day in the the ocean and I love being underwater and you know just have it being in in the sea that's like one of my favorite 
things or being in a freshwater lake it's like the most liberating like wonderful um experience um but yeah in a swimming pool if i want to have swimming as part of my daily routine that's um it's just i don't need to buy a gadget i just need to learn how to swim my head above the water mm. and then that's actually just a useful skill to have as well being able to swim with your head above the water yes and it's a life skill Exactly, and that's why I say it's not just about, you know, black women don't want to get their hair wet. It's also about, you know, policies and approaches in society that we have to swimming. Because when you go to countries like um, uh, the Netherlands, there's a lot of water in Holland. You know, you've got canals everywhere, there's rivers, you know, it's a, 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 a country with a lot of water. So, there's a high priority that is given within school curriculums for children to swim. And you actually have to, um, I think, you know, you have to, uh, you, uh, you do a school, uh, you do swimming diplomas at school. And because it's just a matter of safety. You know, when you've got a country that's that water-centric, you know, you need to have everybody who is um, from... Uh, little to adult able to able to swim because also you know in an emergency situation every second counts so if there unfortunately was to be something to happen and you know it takes an adult 10 seconds to see that someone's in trouble you need to know that that young person or that adult can at least you know look after themselves in the water for those those 10 seconds at all um, is critical, isn't it? So, and I just think it, we, we need to just start realizing how much fun swimming is. Swimming is like the illest form of exercise. It works every part of your body. Like when swimming every day, I'm, you know, you toning every muscle in your body. Like that is the best way to get fit. You're completely supported in the water, so it's very difficult to do yourself any kind of injury. Um, and so, you know, if you want to get really toned and um, look great, so if, if that's the way to sell it to people is on an aesthetic level, then um, swimming is great on that level too. So it's like a safety thing, um, just a life skill thing, as you're saying, building confidence um, and um, health and fitness. And, um, you know, it's a low impact sport too. So it's very difficult to injure your um, your joints in any kind of way as well um, and it's, it's something pregnant women can do old people can do you know there isn't anyone who should feel put off by by um, swimming it just needs to be something that is more facilitated I mean I also think in terms of um, when we think of like the plastic bag tax that started in the UK before um, that was a law that you had to pay to you couldn't give away, the supermarkets couldn't give away free plastic bags. You know, people were just willy-nilly using bags, taking bags, not even thinking about it. But as soon as we had legislation around this, instantly, overnight, everybody's become very aware of their plastic bag use. And so if we make this kind of um, awareness but around um, swimming, you know, it will just be a given in society that everyone swims. And, you know, countries like the Netherlands, in terms of their competitive swimming um, achievements and stuff, they're a, a high-ranked nation. You mentioned policy. Mm. So, from, from a cultural diversity point of view, it's, it's clear that we don't swim. Um, ethnic minorities, especially blacks, we don't swim. 
and definitely not as much as we as as, as we we should do. Um, and, and as a result, we let, we are more likely to drown. And Africa has the highest drowning rate, followed by Asia. Is there any responsibility that should be taken by the government, the education system, and the media? What's your thoughts on that? Well, it's difficult, isn't it? Because, like, right now in the UK, for example, we're living, thanks to 10 years of a Conservative government, we're living in austerity. So things that are cut straight away is stuff like funding to the arts um, and funding to um, extracurricular activities like um, sports and things. So there isn't the... Or funding to um, swimming pools. I mean, like I say, when I was a kid, there were more... Um, local uh, there were way more swimming pools in the area that I grew up in than there are now and so these we need to have funding for swimming pools so this is accessible to everybody in society it would be a lot to expect that the government would make it so everyone can go swimming for free I'm not you know I haven't I'm not I'm realistic about it but I just think it needs to be something that is cost effective for the average family like if you've got three four kids you know and it's costing the best part of the tenor to take each child then that's a major day out that's not realistic like we need to make it so it's something um, that is easy to get to you know that there's a a swimming pool in your local area and it's affordable so i just think in terms of um uh, uh the backing financial backing um and the governments and um, local authorities can do for swimming pools like that is an essential part of it and so um that's a good reason to end Austerity yep. <laughs> and, and not vote for the Conservatives. Yep, yep, yep. But that's another story altogether. And role models. I, I, I strongly believe that um, we basically, you can't be what you can't see. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's monkey see, monkey do, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And so we need, um, we need to set precedents. And I just think um, in the same way as there are young people these days who have grown up seeing Serena and Venus Williams um, smashing like every international tennis tournament and some of the most successful um, athletes in the world today, like definitely that has inspired people, um, uh, young black people to uh, get involved with tennis. And, uh, you know, there's obviously the old ideas of there's a... Uh, lots of young black men they aspire to be you know a musician or athletes because these are the uh, you know footballers because these are the role models that they have um grown up seeing so i think for sure as soon as we i just definitely think also as soon as it becomes a completely normalized thing to see black people involved in swimming in like high profile um positions in society black people are going to take over swimming man like we're going to run <laughs> swimming competitive swimming oh I, I just i just I, I just feel so excited just hearing you say that <laughs> oh that's good but it's true yeah and like we're built for this yeah like, we're, we're coming baby <laughs> ethically built to run this and so it's like i just think um that's also why it's just such a shame that not more 
um, black people do get involved with um, with swimming. And I think um, just anyone fund supporting any ridiculous conspiracy theories as to why black people don't swim is just I just think it's just a joke and yeah. it's just not helpful at all. Yeah, you hear you hear you hear all the stereotypes that I mean all, all the all the stigmas. Oh, you're black, heavy bones. And all that kind of thing. It's like, where did that come from? And I've what... never even heard such ludicrousness before. And it's like, I'm someone I like to work with evidence and facts, you yep. know, and base my judgments on on um, on on logic, evidence based logic. So um, yeah, there's nothing to support any ideas oh. like that. I mean, we um, the earliest evidence of human beings on Earth is in Africa. We migrated out of Africa and colonized the rest of every um, every um, continent on Earth. And a massive part of that was sailing. Like, black people were the first people to sail. So, you know, Australia is a very far way away. People had to get in boats and get over to Australia. Australia has been inhabited by human beings for tens of thousands of years. So I'm pretty certain <laughs> then people who made those journeys had the ability to swim. Yeah. And then when you think, like, fish, how that was something that's part of our diet, obviously because people were able to swim. So it's absolutely ludicrous to make any kind of basically racist connections between, like, black people not being allowed, um, not swimming. And that's, and, and that's why the Blacks Can Swim campaign is basically is to get people to confront their fears address the stereotype we have to address those stereotypes and dispel the myths so you know it doesn't matter if you're learning to swim at six years old or 60 years old it's you know just getting involved and enjoying yourself it's just a nice thing to do and it's so empowering and you know confidence building because with as with any skill the more you do it the better you get at it and yeah. so every day that you um, swim you're gonna see the and notice the improvement and that's just a good experience to have in life in any realm so you know i just think it's um something to um feel really good about and not worry about any of the not feel discouraged about any um myths of the past that, that maybe um meant that you've gotten involved in swimming later than some other people Thank you very much for that. It's very, 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 very encouraging. <laughs> so, so, so what have you been up to? What's your artistic plans for the future? What have you been up to? Well, my artistic plans for the future, I mean, I've been DJing professionally now for 20 years and um, realised uh, in this last year, really, how um, uh, my entire life has kind of been dictated by my career. I've had a very privileged um, uh, uh, career that has taken me all over the world and I've managed to you know, meet so many different people and do so many different things within the field of radio, television, broadcasting, you know, live performing, clubs and festivals and things like that, you know, but I'm a real multi-faceted um, person um, and so there's many other things that I have to um, achieve with the limited time that I have left on earth so I'm making sure that I'm working on um, this to-do list. I, I, I come from a live music background um, and I was making music 
a long time before I was a professional um, DJ. So that's something that I have neglected as my career kind of snowballed um, into what it's become kind of thing. Um, so I definitely want to nurture, um, take the time out to nurture some of um, these uh, other areas of my artistic self um, in, in, in musically. And then, I mean, there's so many other things that, that I'm interested in, in uh, just studying as well, in, in science, in writing, in um, history, in politics, in, you know, all ma ma manners of of um, life experience so you know there's a lot to do and, and, and um, not a lot of time <laughs> so well, well good on you good on you and, and I know and I know judging by 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 your track re record you will definitely succeed in everything that you you wish to do and you want to do yep you've got the drive and then you'll <laughs> well, definitely do it you, Ed. And, but likewise sounds like you're on it yes yep I'm, I'm, I'm on it and I ain't gonna stop until we all swim in there's going to be a whole generation of us swimming. They better start swimming, building some more swimming pools because we're coming. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, we like we need more pools. Yeah. Take we... my heart because there are lots of people who want to want to swim, but they haven't got a pool near them. Yeah. Criminal, really. I know, I know. So... Um, but no, I really respect what you're doing and I appreciate what you're doing because, like I say, I'm, I'm passionate about swimming. Um, it's something that I just find very meditative as well and um and it's it's good for you and so i just really appreciate anybody who's you know trumpeting the benefits of, uh, and promoting um swimming yeah and it all starts at home isn't it with the example that you're going to set to your daughter and you know your daughter learning to swim and, and and everything too so keep up the good work ed thank you very much thank you very much and together we will, we will make a difference i'm pretty sure and, and like i said um figureheads like yourself expressing your views on swimming will encourage many especially the younger generation to pay attention um, at the very least as a life skill and help eradicate the issue with stereotypes the myths and and, and more importantly the high driving rates so yeah so thank you very much and keep in touch oh you're very welcome keep up the good work